Well, one thing that we know exactly how it's going to turn out, um, God has given us grace in that regard. I mean, God has always given us grace in many regards, in every regard, so don't take it like that. But um, is we know how the end is going to turn out. Um, and when I say the end, I mean the very end, the this Armageddon that you all speak of. And uh, it is something that a lot of people are afraid of, but in all actuality, if you're in Christ... You don't have to be afraid. <laughs> you don't have to be afraid. And if you're not in Christ and you're afraid, shouldn't that tell you something? If you, <laughs> you got to have, <laughs> just have faith that it ain't going to happen. But let me not say that. I'm about to promote that. But so, yes, we are in our, we are as, as promised. And as I've been putting it off and putting it off, we are now in our revelation study. And uh, we're going to get to it. Revelation chapter one. Revelation chapter one. Um, I'll pull that up as well. We can, you know, it's about to get real quiet, I guess. And so don't be afraid of the, we not about to do the whole. um, Sound effects? Not sound effects. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, We don't have to do the whole dead air thing, talking through the dead air, because I know we we about to be studying for a quick Mm -hmm. 15, 20 minutes. So. Here we go. So don't be put off by that, everyone. So let me just pull this up real quick. Okay. I love Sharisha's enthusiasm. It's always encouraging. <laughs> like, yes, I want to learn. I'll be hype. <laughs> Okay. Oh, dope. I didn't think you, I didn't know you was going to pull it up on the screen. That's dope. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not use it, right? Yeah. We use it for everything else. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be shouting at the football game later on. (laughs) (laughs) Like, duh. like, duh. Right. That's always what I would think. Like, uh, yeah. (laughs) What's your point? What you got? What you getting at? <laughs> what are you getting at? I remember one preacher was like, I see somebody, like everybody was like getting, getting emotional. And I was my first time visiting that church. Last time visiting that church, actually. too. And I remember he was like, somebody out there not crying. And I was like, <laughs> somebody not crying. <laughs> what? It's you, Pastor. It's you. It was it's you. I feel like he looked at me. He was like, I was like, yo, you. If if you was crying, you wouldn't see that. I'm not crying. (laughs) Somebody not crying. (laughs) All right. So Revelation chapter one, I'll be reading from the New American Standard Bible. Um, Why is that, Keith? Why not the King James? I do have the King James version up here. Nothing wrong with reading from the King James, from the New King James, from the NIV, from from. The majority of the Bibles that you like to read from, but I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible because uh, the New Testament was written in Greek. And it's um, a lot of the Bible scholars say that the New American Standard Bible is the closest to um, the actual transcripts, um, like, you know, the actual translation of the transcripts. Um, So chapter one, um, the revelation of Jesus Christ. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his bond servants the things which must soon take place. And he sent and communicated it 
by his angel to his bondservant, John, who testified to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it, for the time is near. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us and released us from our sins by his blood. This is so heavy. And he has made us to be a kingdom, priest to his God and father. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. So it is to be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. I, John, your brother and fellow partaker in the tribulation and kingdom and perseverance, which are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me a loud voice like the sound of a trumpet saying, write in a book what you see and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus and to Smyrna and to Pergamum and to Thyatira and to Sardis and to Philadelphia and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking with me. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands and in the middle of the lampstands, I saw one like a son of man clothed in a robe. I saw one like a son of man, excuse me, clothed in a robe, reaching to the feet and girding across his chest with a golden sash. His head and his hair were like, y'all listen to this because people like to jack this up and, and misuse this. His hair and his his head and his hair were white, like white wool, like snow, and his eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze when it has been made to glow in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of many waters. In his right hand, he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in its strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. And he placed his right hand on me, saying, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last and the living one. And I was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and of Hades. Therefore, write the things which you have seen and the things which are and the things which will take place after these things. As for the mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands, the seven, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands 
are the seven churches. So, um, of course, we won't be able to get through all of this tonight. Tobias has to get up super early in the morning. Um, let's maybe do verse one through seven. And um, yeah, and I, and if you're wondering, like, keep this, we, we ain't learned nothing yet about like what's supposed to happen. You gotta set it up, people. You gotta start from the beginning to know why all this stuff matters. You can't just jump into the action scenes and no plot. Like you said, Tenet was. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. That's that's Christopher Nolan. That's what he does. That's his thing. Because <laughs> I feel like he set up um he set up uh Inception super long. Oh yeah. Remember so, that? It was like when you dream, you dream like this. Remember? Okay, we about to tell y'all. <laughs> it's the exact same way. Okay, that's yep. Christopher Nolan. Yep, it's the exact same way. Okay. Also, Chris, Keith should read an audio book. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that I, I was like, if if I'm reading this and Tobias yawns, I'm doing something wrong, and he didn't yawn, so I was excited. That would, if I yawned, it would it wouldn't have been because of your reading. I know, but like even then, I'm like, am I putting him to sleep? Because I know, like, they, they say, like, when I read, like, it's like, yo, your voice is mad soothing. I was like, oh, not right now. You doing a podcast. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So, um, chapter one, um, anything that stood out to you guys? Plot, really? Tobias is calling it a plot. This isn't a plot, Tobias. I know. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to. I was trying to like the plot, man. Trying to say like the setup, but I was trying to like apply it to in terminology that makes. I was thinking of movies. Ah, right, you you forcing it? Don't force it. What happened? <laughs> so it's about you thinking in the terms of movies. Yes. Oh, okay. As in, like, like you said, uh, people haven't learned nothing yet. And you say I have to set it up, and then so that's why I said the word plot. Like you gotta set certain stuff up in regards to a plot that makes you can't just have a movie have explosions and action, and then the end. You gotta have a plot to make it all come together cohesively. So that's why I said Mm -hmm. that. What are your thoughts on Revelation chapter one? (laughs) My thoughts on it, um, you know, coming from someone who um, I. You know, I've always skimmed through the Bible. I never really read it entirely. Um, it sounds like it's an introduction. Yes. And um, it's it's like a it's like a well one through seven anyway. If it it comes off like um, like okay, we know what happened before, but this is what's happening now, and you need to pay attention. Because yeah. last time you didn't pay attention. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. All right, let's do this. I think that's that's T did you want to add anything to that? No. But introduction is a better word than plot. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I mean it's a it's a prologue. Yeah. So it is. It is it is here here is why. So um John is saying um I had a vision and the stuff that I'm getting ready to tell you, first of all, I was commissioned by Jesus Christ himself to tell you this. 
he gave me this vision. Um, I was in the spirit on the day of the Lord. So this stuff that I'm about to tell you, I'm, I'm writing it to these seven churches um, in Asia Minor. I'm writing it to y'all. It's, it's, it's the, so the first four chapters are about that. And then, you know, after chapter four, like, or I think in chapter four, you get into what everybody calls Armageddon and, you know, being raptured and all of that type of stuff. Um, so some, so it's, it's as Jesus and God are saying in, in chapter one and towards the end, it says, write, write what happened, write what's happening, and then write what will happen. I'm telling y'all that for a reason, because um, there's four different views, four different major views on this book. Um, and I'm trying to find them right now because one is, okay, here we go. Um, there's four different views, um, major views. Um, number one being the preterist view. The preterist view, this approach believes that Revelation deals only with the church in John's day. In the preterist approach, the book of Revelation doesn't predict anything. John simply describes events of his current day, but he puts them in symbolic, quote unquote, code. So those outside of Christian, outside the Christian family couldn't understand his criticism of the Roman government. In the preterist view, the book of Revelation was for then and not for now. Um, so that's one view on it. The historic, the historist view, the historicist view. Um, this approach believes that Revelation is a sweeping, disordered panorama of all church history. In a hist historist view approach, Revelation predicts the future, but the future of the church age, not the future of end time events. In the historist view, <laughs> historicist view, I think that's what it is. Revelation is full of symbols that describe now. So it's saying like, no, nah, this is what happened. That's what happened. Bah, bah, bah. Then there's the poetic view. This approach believes that Revelation is a book full of pictures and symbols intended to encourage and comfort persecuted Christians in John's day. In the poetic or allegorical view, the book of Revelation isn't literal or historic. Revelation is a book of personal meaning. Or um, And this is the view that we are going to take um, on this study is the futurist view. Um, this approach believes that beginning with chapter four, Revelation deals with the end times, the period directly preceding Jesus's return. And the futurist view, Revelation is a book that mainly describes the end time. And so um, I'm reading from um, um, the blueletterbible.org is helping us out. Um, so that's going to be a study, you know, so don't just think it's just Keith coming from like Keith is studying all over. And, you know, so it's not just him, it's Bible theologians that he's like, okay, these are, let me not say authorities, but people that know deeply about this content. Which approach is correct? Each one is true in, in some regard. The book of Revelation did speak to John's day. So the preterist view, it does say something to church history and it does have meaning for our personal life. So while elements of the first three approaches have their place, we can't deny the place of the futurist view. We can know the book of Revelation speaks with clarity about the end times because of two central principles drawn from Revelation chapter one, one through three. So it's in there. It's like, no, it's, I'm tell them about future things, too. You know. All right. So. um. We're going to read one through seven again. Are y'all still with me? Yes. All that makes sense? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his bond servants, the things which must soon take place. And he's, uh, I'll, I'll share it again. That's thunder. I heard something roll. I don't know. Yo, um, that's crazy. and he sent in communicate wait the revelation of jesus christ so the book of revelation is about the revelation of jesus christ revelation meaning unveiling the revealing of jesus christ and all of his glory and all of his splendor maybe not splendor so much well no no yeah his splendor because we we get to see that too um the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his bond servants, bond servants, meaning those who are in Christ, bond servants is in people that have said, for you, we will live and die. The things which must take place. So the, these, it's got to happen. And y'all stop me. Y'all stop me. Stop me if I'm, you know, if you don't understand, mm-hmm. stop, stop me if y'all got a thought, whatever it is. And he sent and communicated it by his angel to his bond servant, John who testified to the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy. So understand that this is a prophecy. They say, you know, so how people are like, well, no, this isn't, it's not happening or no, it's a prophecy. We're letting you know that this is yet to happen. And it's going to happen. <laughs> um, and heed the things which are written in it for the time is near. Um, and it was written to, um, the first part of it is, uh, um, Ecclesia, Ecclesia, meaning the people chosen by God. So the seven churches, um, which I think, correct me if I'm wrong, none of these churches are still in existence today. Mm. They are not in existence today. Um, John to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him. I could break down that whole grace and peace thing. Grace and peace is literally the gospel in short. The things that Jesus, that Jesus wants to extend and bring is grace and peace. I also was going to ask a question earlier. What's up? So all of those things that you broke down, uh, is that like, do some denominations stem from that? Like do some people like strictly believe like maybe the poetic side so much that they, veered off into a different denomination or or is that not like a thing well well i'm not too sure but what i can say is i think some i don't think denominations stem from that i think you have people that are in different denominations that have different views within the same denomination oh you know i mean like we we got the same doctrine but we differ when it comes to this Mm. you know um, because you you have you have people in the same church that think that you know some people are like well I'm pre-trib or I'm post-trib and, and they'll even short it like that I'm pre-tribulation like meaning that we'll be raptured up before the tribulation happens and then you got some people that are like well I'm post-trib because I you know based off of what the Bible says <laughs> um, uh, Tobias, if you could give us 10, 10 more minutes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We will be right back after these, after this quick little.
All right, guys, we are back and we are still in Revelation. We're only um, doing the first seven verses, um, just discussing them before we move on. I feel like next week we should probably just start off with this. <laughs> what do y'all think? Start off with so, let's, let's start it off with this. Let's start it off. Start off, mm-hmm. off by talking about the end. <laughs> mm. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so where are we? Where are we? Um, where are we? You share it. You back in this day. Okay. Um, so blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy. Um, and so it's not blessed like you're blessed because of reading it. It's like you, ble- it is you're blessed because of reading it, but it's like you're blessed for reading it because now you know what's, what's going to happen. Now you know what's, it's not like, oh, I, I'm going to read Revelation so I can be blessed. That's not how that works. And that's not what it's meaning. That's not what it's talking about. I'm saying you'll be blessed for having known this and understand what has happened, what is happening, and what is to come. Um, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy. And here it is. And heed the things which are written in it for the time is near. Um, John to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and is to come. Grace and peace, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. Who is that? God, right? No. Yeah. Jesus? Jesus? Yes. This this is now. All right, now let me break down the Trinity real quick. Um, so yes, um, you write if you say God, you write if you say Jesus. Um, but to be more specific, which you guys were, um, it's talking about Jesus specifically here. Now, we do believe that God is three in one, but we do believe that God is three in one, three in what? Three persons in one, right? And so mm-hmm. when it's talking about God, God the Son is like who was, who was already. It, it's a nice way. It's a really cool way of saying he always was, he always is, and he always will be. Mm-hmm. Like, um, And... And it might, and so when it's saying who was and who is and who is to come, it's referring to Jesus. When it says Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, a lot mm-hmm. of times it's referring to God. God, okay, okay, that makes sense. God the Father, but mm-hmm. again, they're, inter- they're interchangeable. You know what I mean? But more specifically, in this sense, um, when you hear those two things, it's talking about one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um. Grace, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. All right. So who are the seven spirits? You said the seven spirits? Seven spirits. Not gonna lie, that's my first time hearing that. Right? Me too. Seven spirits? Seven spirits. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. My fault. Jack that up. Jack that up. Let me back that up. From him who is and who was and who is to come, John brings a greeting from God the Father, who is described with this title. So who was and who is, who is to come, that's God. And then it, then it goes on to talk about God the Son. So God the Father, God the Son. So who... So if we already spoke about God the Father, God the Son, where is the, the Spirit? Where is the Spirit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll read it again. Oh, you was asking us like that? Yeah, I was asking. Oh, I, I was waiting for you to answer. That's why I was sitting there. I'm not catching this alley you just gave us. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll give it one more time. And from Uh Jesus Christ, the faithful witness. So Uh grace to you, peace from God, who is and who was and who is to come. And from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and released us from our sins by his blood. The disciples? No, the Holy Spirit. We, uh, well, okay. No, are oh, you saying that the disciples would be the seven spirits? Seven spirits, yeah. All right. So this is this is good theology. This is good theology here. So when it's mentioning God, and then mentioning um, and mentioning Jesus, right, and it's giving this whole thing right. Mm-hmm. If you can see right here, it says, um, from him who, you know, so we know that's that's God the Father right there. And then mm-hmm. it says, from the seven spirits who are before his throne and, and from Jesus, the faithful witness. Now, you would never, you would never put the, you would never put like regular people in between God and Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like John would never do that. Mm-hmm. So you saying he put the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the seven spirits. Oh, okay. I do, and I'm right with y'all. I just learned this today. Okay. <laughs> so don't think don't think that this is something that like man you, y'all ain't know that. Nope. Just learned it today. Um. That, that toolbar be getting in my way. All right, all right. So from the seven spirits who are before his throne, this is this is amazing too. This is amazing. This is amazing. Um, John brings greetings from the Holy Spirit who is described with this title. The seven spirits who are before his throne speaks to the perfection and completion of the Holy Spirit. John uses an Old Testament description of the Holy Spirit. The idea of the seven spirits quotes from the Old Testament. So this is from Isaiah 11, uh, Isaiah chapter 11, verse two, describes seven aspects of the Holy Spirit. And remember that like the number of seven, I told y'all a couple of weeks ago, seven was going to appear here mad times and that the number seven is the number of completion. Mm-hmm. So it's no, it's no, it's no farce that um, the number like it's seven spirits described with the completion and perfection of the Holy Spirit. 
Um, so, so Isaiah 11 verse two says, says, um, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. It isn't that there are seven different spirits of God. Rather, the spirit of the Lord has these characteristics and he has them all in fullness and perfection. That's dope, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was dope. It is. Mm-hmm. It's also weighty. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very much so. Um, I'm just in deep thought with everything I'm I'm learning at the well, moment. What are you thinking? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So basically, remember how I took I told you I took it as an introduction. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and remember how I said, like, it feels like I'm further explaining this to you because you did not get it the first time around. So let me break it down. Mm-hmm. Like that's how that's how I'm taking it right now. Mm-hmm. So um, not to downplay everything before this here, but it, it's kind of it's kind of like just in case you read all this and you you didn't get it. Mm-hmm. This this is how we sum this up. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you, when you sit here, because that's why I was so thrown off. Because I said I was like seven spirits. I was like, what? Like mm-hmm. it, it really had me stuck. So I'm like, what the disciples? And then, and then keeps like he would never do that. I'm like, right, oh, right. And then to hear it, like read it again. And that's another thing. Like I got to do when I go on this journey of reading the Bible. I can't just read it for what it is. I have to go back. I have to go back. Like, I have to go back. But um, th- it's like, this is the introduction of introductions to me. Mm. Like, it, 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 it's, it's like, it's, it's an eye opener. And honestly, like, after reading it and breaking it down the way you are breaking it down, I'm saying to myself, I might want to start here versus starting from the beginning, only because of how I'm gravitating to what, I'm reading right now mm. and and learning. Maybe oh, I was going to say maybe we're like it's it's good it's good that we're starting here, given mm-hmm. the times of what's going on. I said like, we're probably even gravitating towards it because of the way it's being taught to us. Like it's, you know, most people like read it and then they mm-hmm. base whatever there's you know they're they're going to preach about them from that scripture. But right, that's not what we're doing right now. Keep it. I always, yeah. Keep it like actually breaking down, like, like this is what mm -hmm. this. He's breaking it down. Mm. It was only one um, past I've ever encountered back when me and my family used to go to church, um, like every Sunday. It was only one pastor that held my attention, and I never got tired. And it was because he was teaching; he wasn't necessarily preaching. And I just thought that was so cool about him because he was breaking it down. Now, young me, who's like prides herself on being so smart and oh nine, and you know when you're in church, it's like, all right, let me pull out the Bible and follow what they're saying and seeing if I can get it. For a long time, I couldn't follow it because I couldn't get past the preaching part. Yeah, you know. So when this guy was breaking it down, and he didn't have the crowd shouting, he didn't have the crowd 
like, you know, into his message and what he wanted us to leave for today. When he was just standing up there calm, talking like Keith, in a tone that it's like, listen, pay attention to detail. I totally gravitated to him way more. What sucked was that he was a guest pastor <sighs> for that Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah so that I'm, I'm having flashbacks right now of like how I was young sitting there like oh like having a whole old moment but yeah. I couldn't even elaborate because I was right back to the shouting next Sunday so well that's what that's what Jesus would do Jesus would mm-hmm. tell it and then Jesus would break it down to the people that wanted to know deeper you know what I mean like well, what is this? What did you mean when you were saying this? And then, so mm-hmm. Jesus had the multitude of people that were following because it wasn't just 12 people following Jesus. There were many people that followed Jesus. And then more closely, he'd had the 12 people. And then even more closely, he had three people. And then the closest we have what we believe, who we believe is John, the one writing this book right now. Yeah. So, like, you know, he, he was like, I got my best friend who knows, who knows it, who knows it to this degree. I got the three who I could tell it to on a deeper level. I got the 12 who will understand it because they believe. I got the multitude. So they know my message. Mm-hmm. You know, um, where are we? Yeah, so. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead. Ah, uh, yes, so deep, so rich. And the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and released us from our sin by his blood. It's kind of self-explanatory, but, uh, but uh, who knows? From Jesus Christ, uh, I'm, I'm back in the notes from a... Uh, the blue letter Bible from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and a ruler over the Kings of the earth. John brings a greeting from God, the son who is described by who he is and by what he has done. Jesus is the faithful witness This speaks to Jesus's utter reliability and faithfulness to his father and to his people, even unto death. The ancient Greek word translated witness is also the word for a martyr. Jesus is the firstborn from the dead. This speaks to Jesus's standing as preeminent among all beings, that he is the first in priority. Firstborn from the dead means much more than that. Jesus was the first person resurrected. It also means that he is preeminent among all those who are or will be resurrected. Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren. This is that's from Romans eight, verse twenty nine. Um, so the reason why we are saved is because Jesus is the reason why we're saved. If we if we believe in Jesus, the reason why we're acceptable to God, the reason why we're God's children is because Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. Everything that we couldn't do, everything that we couldn't do, Jesus did. Everything that we couldn't be, Jesus was. You know what I mean? Jesus, what I like to say is Jesus is the bridge. He was the bridge. He's the bridge between God and man. Jesus is the God man. Right? So I got to be the firstborn because I'm the first everything. Like I'm the first, I'm the 
I'm not the first everything because he was the second Adam. They call him the second Adam. Why do they call him the second Adam? Because he came to fix everything that Adam jacked up. So I'm the firstborn of brethren, right? So I'm acceptable. And now the rest of you can be adopted by my father because of what I've done. You've accepted me. And that's why it talks about how none can come to the father, but through me, you got to come through me. Because I'm the one that's acceptable to him. Not you. You're not acceptable to him. So you have to accept me. Therefore, yes, I've already accepted you. So you got to accept me. Then we can go to my father and say, look, look, I'm in them. They are in me. And God is like, all right, bet. Come on in. (laughs) But for everyone that's like, I don't need Jesus. God is like, you not acceptable? <laughs> what you doing? Depart from me. I never knew you. Um, Tobias got to go to work. Um, <laughs> Jesus is the firstborn of the dead. We talked about that. Um, he's the firstborn from the dead. It also means that he's preeminent among those who are or will be resurrected. So Paul says this in Romans. He was like, if, if Jesus wasn't resurrected, then neither shall we be. You know what I mean? So if there's no resurrection, then we're all to be pitied. Um, so it talks about the firstborn. The use of firstborn does not mean that Jesus had a birth date and is therefore a created being and not God. The ancient rabbis called Yahweh himself firstborn of the world. Rabbis also use firstborn as a messianic title. God said, as I made Jacob a firstborn, Exodus 4, verse 22. So also will I make King Messiah a firstborn. Um, Jesus is the ruler over the kings. Before the book of Revelation is over, Jesus will take dominion over every earthly king. So we're going to see this in Revelation that Jesus is coming for his spot. I'm coming now. It's time. So when everyone talk about Jesus is on the throne, he's like, I'm not on the throne yet. I'm at the right hand of my father, but I'm about to be on the throne. Don't worry about it. Before the book of Revelation is over, Jesus will take dominion over every earthly king. At the present time, Jesus rules a kingdom, but it is a kingdom that is not yet of this world. He's king. He's Lord of Lords and all of that right now. But right now, he's not ruling it. He's like, like I said, he's right hand of the father. Uh, almost done. Uh, okay. And he made us to be a kingdom priest to his God and father. So priesthood, if we priest, if we priest, we in a priesthood, which is like all the children of God are in the priesthood. So let me back that up real quick. Everyone's saying, we all children of God. No, we not. No, we not. Any confusion about that? Yeah. What are you confused about? I love it. <laughs> hey, guys, well, why? I'm going to have to let you go, though. All right. I'm gonna listen to the rest, but I yeah, sweet dreams, bro. Alrighty. Appreciate you. Alrighty. Love y'all, man. I'm gonna cut this part. <laughs> <laughs> so Tobias had to go. He definitely had to work tomorrow. Um, 
appreciate him staying as long as, as he did. Um, but Sharice is posing the, well, I posed the question and, uh, mm-hmm. what do, what are you confused about? Because it's always, um, like, uh, where, like, we're him, like a piece of him or in his image. So how can we not be, um, you said, you said a child, a child of God, correct? Yeah. So how can we not be a child of him if we're all like, we all come from him. We're all, we we don't all come from him. We were, we were made in the image of him. Oh, we were made in the image of God. Like, you know, it was like, let us create man in our likeness and in our image. Um, and that was that. Yeah, I mean, uh, let me find it. You are not. Keep talking while I find no. it. <laughs> no, it's nothing to really talk about because that is my question. Like, that, mm. that's kind of confusing to me in the sense that we're told that um okay we're you like we're made in his image but now you're saying we don't all come from but everyone says uh you know we're i'm a child of god i like oh so complex (laughs) Mm -hmm. i just i just feel like it's so complex and it's so many um false statements and things out there that it's easy it's easy to become confused so they hear that we're all that that we're all not a child of god or that we all don't come from him it's like what (laughs) but i thought i thought he created all so that's why it's like right you were created by god is every um every um article that you've written is every article you written your child? Every, well, I created it. You created it, but is mm-hmm. it is it your child? Do you like? Do you consider it your child? Oh, I see what you did there. Okay. Like you might have some articles that is, like, or whatever, whatever piece of work that you're doing that's like, this is my baby. Mm-hmm. But not everything is is your baby. Some stuff is you, you created it, yeah. But like, mm-hmm. it's not you. It's not a mm-hmm. part of you. Okay. Um. So that's a, a poor example leading up to this point. Um. John chapter eight verse forty two says this. Um. Jesus said to them, "If God were your father, you would love me." For I have come here from God. I have not come on my own, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I am saying? It is because you are unable to accept my message. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out his desires. That's that's point. That's key. And you want to carry out his desires. He was a murderer from the beginning refusing to uphold the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language because he is a liar and the father of lies. Mm, keep reading. Let me keep reading. Uh, 
father of lies. But because I speak to you, man, just go to the thing. <laughs> the internet. Um, in the father of lies. But because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you can prove me guilty of sin? If I speak the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever belongs to God hears the words of God. Whoever belongs to God hears the words of God. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Did that confuse you more or, or, or? So it's kind of like, it's like being tone deaf to his preachings and what he has put before us to gain knowledge on who and what he is. It's, it's, um, It's more so like they, they, well, he's basically saying y'all don't hear because y'all don't want to hear. Okay. And y'all don't hear because y'all don't like the truth. Like truth, not just, not just something being a truth, but truth itself, him being wrapped up in truth, him being truth. You don't like when you hear, when you hear, what he's saying when you hear his message you reject it because you like evil you rather the opposite thing how can you be mine that's not my my children don't do that you're not a child of mine my children love truth my children love my voice they love to walk in the light y'all love to live and walk in darkness and do dark things and do bad things y'all not my children you know what I mean, and that can be a, 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 it's like, you know, that's an eye opener for a lot of people because it's like, man, everybody has a child of God. And it's like, everyone was created by God. By him and through him, all things were created. But not everyone is a, is a child of God. Like children of the light is what they would, you know, some people would say, like, are you walking in the light? Do you like, do you live? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you run to things that are pleasing to God or do you run to things? And don't get me wrong. We all are prone to sin. We all are prone to stray. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Shoot. I thank God for the gospel each and every day, you know? Um, but, uh, wait, Oh, somebody, oh, girl, we going to get your little video done, golly. Um, but there, you know, there comes a time when some people have made a conscious decision or people make decisions every day. I hear what he's saying. I disagree with what he's saying. I don't mm. like what he's saying. Mm. I'm not going to live how he's saying. You've made the decision not to be a child of God, not him. Not him. Okay. Okay. And so, how do we get there? Um, 
And so th- that's what you're saying, like to be a priesthood. Like if you're a priesthood, like what do priests do? They represent God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and to be a priest, to be a priesthood is to is to be children of God. It's, it's just that simple. Um, he, verse six again, and he made us to be a kingdom. He made us to be a kingdom. And um, I heard it said um, a little bit differently, like to be a kingdom is like, you know, like some words were left out or whatever it might be. Is like, like we ourselves are not a kingdom. We were meant to be in the kingdom. You know what I mean? So it's not taking out, it's not, negating the scripture itself is just negating like the lack of words put there for the scripture. You know what I mean? Like, like what you meant to say or what was understood in that translation meant that we were in the kingdom because we are. And that's why what gives people the impression that we can have whatever God is saying that we would have later to have it now because we are kingdom. It's like, no, no, we, we are in the kingdom like we're in the kingdom already, but the kingdom has not yet come. Right. And that's why we read it. We're waiting for the kingdom to come. And so many times people are like, I want peace. We want peace on earth. And it's like, we won't get it until this, till Jesus breaks out this entire war <laughs> on this earth, which what we read in, in revelation. Um, it's not, I can't even call it war because war would make it sound fair. It's like it's just rectifying everything. Um, to him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Verse seven, behold, he is coming with the clouds. So he's it's like, so when you expect him to come from the sky, he's definitely going to come from the sky. Look, he's coming from the clouds for sure. And every eye will see him. So that's why he's in the clouds so that every eye can see him. Like he'll be able to be seen all over the world when he comes. Um, Behold, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him. Like, so even those who killed him. Now that, I'm not too sure about, but I know how scripture works. Sometimes, sometimes when it's saying like even those who pierced them or some or something like that, it might not mean them exactly. It might mean their descendants. So some people, some people, maybe I let your lineage live on. Maybe I let your blood live on even after you've done all of this crazy stuff because I want y'all to see this. Mm-hmm. So, so like when he told Abraham, he was going to have many, 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 many sons and daughters and all of that type of stuff. He had one son. No, he had two sons. And then he died. He was like, wait, you like, what happened? All like, no, he meant people that believed that had faith like him. He made his children. So we don't know. Well, you know, or let's be literal. He might have meant it literally. Those who literally pierce my side, y'all gonna be able to see it. Um, almost done. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. So it is to be. Amen. And um, we'll 
hopefully that wasn't too heavy for y'all. And if it was too heavy for y'all, hopefully y'all will come back next week and <laughs> go even deeper with us. <laughs>